0: maybe we're a little late on the draw but like the writers guild of america strike i was like oh yeah i was watching i was watching uh drew gooden's video on it earlier oh Um, okay and he kind of he talked about he started like talking about like the the one in 2007 Mm -hmm. and just like all the shows were affected by it and i was thinking like oh man it's good that like you know, probably Barry and succession won't be affected by it. But I'm like, I'm think, I'm trying to think of like all the shows
1: that are still on that are going to be, severance be for screwed sure. over by severance it. is like they're, they're halting. Uh, I, I mean, heard about that. Yeah. Stranger things too. I Stranger think.
0: things is the other one I was thinking of, which is a bummer because of how much I like the last season. It's going to be, it's going to yeah. suck if they really like, if the last season was as like mediocre as season two and three I probably wouldn't feel this way but since I liked season four so much (laughs) I'm gonna be really bummed if they dropped the ball in the last season
1: (laughs) yeah because did drew I didn't watch the video did drew go on about like how apparently some shows like took a hit in quality like uh, apparently there's like you can look at seasons of shows that happened around that time and there's like shows that you can tell like the writers were on strike and it was like kind of like I think lost is one of them that's considered really during the writer's strike. I don't know if that was season four or five. It would have been, like, what, 2007, 2008? Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, there the was... The one he talked
0: about the most was uh, was Heroes, which was one that I oh, remember the most. Oh, I remember
1: Heroes. Heroes
0: was... was huge. The first season, like, was really well-reviewed, and apparently what it was is, like, the, the writer had, like, this big plan for season two, and, like, the first half of the season is kind of the setup. And then the second half was going to be like the payoff or just all this stuff coming together. But then the writer's strike happened and he had to condense the second half of the season into two episodes. Oh. And then kind of the show never really fully recovered after oh. that. Oh, um, That's oh, so bad. Yeah. Cause I did really love that. That first. Season yeah. I that remember that was, first was season was like Wait.
1: inescapable. It was like, it was
2: huge. Why yeah. did he condense it? In the two episodes, he was just going to go on strike anyway. Just don't do the episodes.
0: I think that... I don't remember exactly. I was just hearing this from that video. but oh, okay. I think it was like the show, the show Runner or something. I don't know exactly how that all works. He was losing his team of writers. Oh, this so, guy wasn't a writer. He's the... Got it. Okay. No, I believe it was the show who he was got talking you. about or referring to. Or oh, remember. okay. Yeah.
1: There's... I I th- I think I saw a clip of uh of Conan O'Brien during that time period where I think he was still on the air and I think he mm-hmm. was just yeah, I think he was originally. just riffing. I think he was Yeah. I think he was just going. But I think I don't know. I I think Conan is one of those guys who's seasoned enough as a late night host and a comedian and a writer because yeah. he started out as a writer where he could probably just riff, you know, late mm. night with Conan O'Brien for a little while. I'm sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, Conan's like, as much as he has been like shit on over his, his career, he's like, in a in a sense like untouchable. I think he's really like one of a kind with his. Yeah, just like everyone seems to like respect him in in like in the business and.
1: Yeah, well, uh, he started out as like a. I think he's like a Simpsons writer, and he was a writer yeah, on. I think so it was like him. It was like Conan, like Bob Odenkirk, like Louis C.K. All those guys came up writing on like. Letterman Or is It Maybe. was some late night show I, I think they worked on Be Like the Ben if it was Jay
0: Leno Yeah uh, <laughs> I
1: think it was like The Ben Stiller show I think that was a thing That they okay. all worked on Okay But yeah It's it's crazy Like the number of like Writers from that time period That have huge careers now So I'm I'm
0: glad It makes me glad To have like A lot of my A lot of shows that I do like Are ones that are just like Anthologies Or Single season shows so I'm like, I don't have to worry about them getting fucked up because they're done. They're they're one and yeah. doneers. So <laughs> I don't know. How, do we think Yellowstone is gonna survive this? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, episode 99 of There Will Be Duds, and welcome back to that show. There Will Be Duds, and I'm your co-host TJ, aka J Spot Jack Cheese, and with me as always,
1: as always. What what show? What show were we on? <laughs> Hold on, I. What's the name of the show? What's uh? It's not focusing. Get on there. Yeah. What's the name of the show? Oh, there will be done backwards. Uh, I I had to write it backwards because it's so it's like it's it's front facing on on my camera. Uh, uh, it's hard to write backwards, by the way. Bees <laughs> are tough. Uh, Nick, aka Dr. Funk, on Twitch, and with me as always. As
2: always, here I am, Tommy, aka Moose from the game.
0: Ugh. And as always, uh, we watched a s- stupid movie that <laughs> I had to go away from playing Tears of the <laughs> Kingdom to watch this dumb shit. <laughs> uh, and uh, that movie, being Memento from 2000, directed by Christopher Nolan, uh, it follows a guy named Leonard uh, who has who can't form Uh, he has no short-term memory. There's a technical term for it. uh, Anterograde amnesia. That's it, anterograde amnesia. Uh, So, can't form any short-term memories. Uh, He is searching for the killer, one of two killers of his wife. uh, And the story is told uh, in a very Nolan fashion, kind of messing with the perception of time. Uh, So it's told both uh, forwards and reverse. Uh, There's two kind of storylines that end up converging at the end. Um, But I guess the primary storyline is told backwards. It's told in reverse. And it's just kind of a a very noir feeling. There's, you know, a lot of dialogue of like, I'm waking up in a hotel bed again. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. Uh, He's... um, yeah, just kind of futzing around L.A. trying to trying to get revenge <laughs> um, and doesn't know who to trust because he doesn't know anything, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's uh, this is kind of uh, the movie that I half put Christopher Nolan on the map because I feel like he made this and then, like, a lot of people were like, wow, this, you know, he came up, but then obviously, like, the Dark Knight put him into like a, a whole other stratosphere. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, I mean, I would still say that this is the one that kind of made him more well-known for sure. It took him out of his, uh, his indie, indiness, I guess. Yeah.
1: This is his first feature because it, there was a short called following. It was like a black and okay. a white that I saw. I thought that I
0: was, that's not a feature.
1: It, I don't think, I think it's like, Maybe sixty minutes. Oh, okay. I might. Uh, yeah, I'd have to check. I was one of the. It was like a Criterion pickup that I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I'll pick that up because it's." Oh, nice. Yeah, I wanted to
0: check that one out.
1: I guess it says Nolan's debut feature. So all His right, following. But I yeah, but I think Memento okay. is the one that put him on the map. Insomnia is right. third one I've never even seen or actually heard of. So I, idea, yeah. I'd be I'd be curious to put that one in the cup just so I can you know just to see more of his stuff. Yeah. But uh I'm I'm curious about Moose's read because you and I have both seen this before. I've seen this a few times. It's mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite movies to show people for mm. the first time. Mm. Because seeing people kind of figure it out and get their mind blown when uh spoilers It goes from black and white... No
0: spoilers.
1: (laughs) ...to color. Yeah, that was cool.
0: Oh, that was so fucking clean. I've only seen this movie once before, and it was was like when I was in high school. So I forgot about little things like that. I knew, you know, it wasn't like I forgot the twist or anything like that. But I completely forgot about that, and goddamn, that was clean. That was so nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So... I guess, I guess, what did, what did you think of it? Like, did you, how did you, did it hook you immediately or were you confused or? So
2: I, I knew from the Wikipedia article, like summary description. The entire plot because I read it. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I just knew like from the first few sentences of Wikipedia that it was going to be like, uh, there were that, the two storylines that were, one was going backwards. The other one was going forward. Okay. Converged. And having that context, I think really helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah, probably.
1: Um, <laughs> and because they they give you a little bit because each backward scene kind ends of overlaps with the beginning of
2: the previous one. So yeah. so
1: you're like, oh, okay. I didn't and
2: catch like I, I I had forgotten that they were like going in reverse, but one was going forwards, and I just mm-hmm. like and I, I didn't catch that the that 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 detail uh, while I was watching it. Had forgotten, mm-hmm. but and so I was just like, Oh, this is that scene, but not remembering. Oh, that's the scene I just saw, you know what yeah. I mean? When I saw that, that yeah, scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found this um chart on, the, on Wikipedia. Did you guys see uh-huh. the chart?
1: Yes, <laughs> was, the no, chart is not.
2: more difficult to understand than the movie itself is, I think.
0: That's like. I swear, there's a there's a fucking chart for every Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> I know for a fact I've seen multiple charts on uh, Inception, Interstellar. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, but man. I mean, the, it, it it you could call it a gimmick, but like it, he makes it so. It's like the the fact that he does make so many of his movies about time and like mm. perception of time, mm-hmm. but like is able to kind of do it differently each way and just. Do it in such a creative way, like yeah. I think you gotta like. Given props to like the the like low budget indiness of this and how it's done, and then on the opposite end of the scale with like Inception and just a completely different way of depicting it, but still like still the same kind of like mind blowing like holy sh- like how they you know yeah depict some of the scenes in Inception like you know stuff happening mm. on the upper layers affecting the lower layers and blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, and I think. I think what makes those types of things work really well is that I think he, he kind of gives you like, like, like having the scenes sort of overlap. He doesn't make it intentionally like too confusing. It's like, Oh, okay. Like after a couple cycles, you're like, I get what he's doing now. And I think the other thing is what makes these work is that like the characters are really interesting and like sympathetic to the point where like, you're not bogged down in just the science of it. You're like, you're almost put in their shoes, especially here, because that was like a narrative choice for this was to basically make you feel like you have the same short-term memory loss because you'll see a scene completely devoid of context. I think a really good example is like one of the scenes with Carrie Ann Moss where she comes in and she's like bloody and like beaten up and he's like, who did this? And she's like, who do you think did it? It was Dodd." Dodd. And then it cuts to black and white and then you get to see a little bit more and you realize she goaded him into smacking her in the face, and she's like, You're not gonna remember any of this. And sure enough, she goes, she I love that she takes all the pens and puts them in her purse so we can't write Ugh. it down and then goes and sits in her car. And like even she's even sitting in the car. Why would like, you not keep
0: a fucking pen in yeah. your pocket all the time? Yeah, yeah if you were yeah. that guy. <laughs>
1: definitely. Yeah. But then it's like you get completely different context, and it's like you're just you're getting whiplash from just oh, okay. You 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 almost go through the mo the same motions that he does. You're like, okay, who is this? She's nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. she cares. Yeah. Okay, good. She cares about my like the character's well being. Okay. Yeah. I like that too. Yep. And then he's like, uh, oh wait, no, she sucks and she's an asshole. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm curious who you think is a sympathetic character in this though. You
1: said that there's like sympathetic characters. I, I, okay, maybe not like. I think sympath- everybody's kind of shitty. <laughs> they they are. I guess a character that you can. Ostensibly, kind of root for 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 a little while. Sure. You're you're kind of rooting for for Leonard. You know his
0: until you find out. Until like. you find out that everything <laughs> that he
1: thinks is basically <laughs> yeah. faulty. And I mean, yeah. this movie kind of lays it out right at the beginning too, where he's like talking about like, yeah, you know, you ask anyone in a police lineup, and memory is faulty. You know, uh, yeah, no one remembers anything exactly how it is, right? And it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's it's the um, Garfield. It's Garfield standing next to the picture of Garfield that has, like, a circle and a slash through it. And he's like, hmm, I wonder who this is for. <laughs> wow. uh, also, Bert says, it's like the whole thing's in reverse, like, right off the bat. Yeah. Does he? It's all backwards, man. I was like, oh, yeah, uh, it is. Oh,
2: wow. That's clever. I didn't <laughs> catch that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of nonlinear storytelling. Mm-hmm. It really, it really yeah. like, um, captures me. Like uh, Reservoir Dogs, is a favorite of mine.
0: Mm-hmm. That's... Hell yeah! And love Reservoir Dogs.
2: Yeah, just everything going out of order, and you find out That's... some more information. And it's like sometimes when you tell a story, so like, okay, I have, <laughs> I have ADHD, and so you guys might have noticed this about me in conversations we've had that like I, I just like. I don't always tell things exactly in order and it's hard to keep track of all mm-hmm. the things I'm trying to say. And it's like, sometimes I do that too. Sometimes so. <laughs> the most important thing to say next isn't the thing that happened next. And I think that's really cool to see that in movies. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I almost like mentioned Tarantino when we we're talking about like the, cause he, he, he also likes to play around mm-hmm. with time, but, th- but then you see a Christopher Nolan movie like this and Tarantino's like seem way more straightforward <laughs> than these. <Yeah>. like <laughs> he yeah. plays around Honestly. with time but not like nolan
1: yeah uh so i was attempting to watch the uh the dvd supplemental material mm-hmm. and i say attempting because so i have the like special edition like dvd of it Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's really this is purely visual so wow but, but but it's got like it's like a case file, and like it's got all this shit. Like it's got a post. You know it says that. But the DVD menus are like personality tests, and in order to like find anything on the menus, you have to like scroll through pages and pages and pages of just like of just like. Uh, one of them was like you had to re you had to put the images in order, and it's like a woman fixing a flat oh tire. Oh my god and it's like there's a picture of a woman fixing the flat tire there's a picture of the woman walking to the trunk there's a picture of a woman with like the the tire rod or the cro- it, the <laughs> like the thing and you have to put, you have to try to put them in order and if or you it's put like him- them
0: or it's like that aptitude test that that Trump did where he's like
1: a person Yeah, Uh, man woman high camera TV
2: Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or or it'll be a picture of like two women, like one girl going like this and the other one like looking at you. And it'll be like, are these women talking about you? Yeah, agree, disagree, neutral, highly disagree, etc. But basically you have to like do the prompts correctly in order to access the special features.
0: Really? That's awesome. But the I woman... I mean,
1: it's like so pretentious, but it's also pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, I just want to watch the... the yeah. like, I just want <laughs> to watch the little... I just want to
0: appreciate your movie, you yeah. asshole. Yeah, I, I watch the be making a of Doc. God damn.
1: <laughs> but there's one, if you put the pictures in order of like the woman fixing her tire, if you put the images like 4132, I had to like... I had to like do a game fax Like, <laughs> that's what I was up, just
0: thinking of the IGN look,
1: guide. <laughs> yeah, look up how to traverse this DVD menu. <laughs> but if you do it the right way, you can watch the movie in sequential order. Like,
0: oh, that's cool.
1: So I think it would go Is it including
0: like all the black and white stuff. Uh huh. And, then and I think the, I think it literally starts oh. with the tr- with the credits
1: going in reverse. Okay, that's funny. I was, it, I was
0: thinking of that. Oh, sorry, finish your thought. Yeah, but, it, but
1: yeah, there's like a way to watch it in like linear order, but I feel like okay. that would like, it'd be interesting, but I think it would take away the magic of like what makes the movie S- special, you know? Sure. Yeah, I think
2: I, that's that's something that you watch after you've watched the after movie. After you've
1: watched this. Yep. That'd be very funny if someone... Exactly. ...somehow like got this DVD for the first time and, like, just dicked around on the menu and then accidentally hid their first viewing was in sequential order. And he's like, what the hell was that? (laughs) Why did they, why was it black and white? Why was it in color? I don't, why were the credits? I don't get it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I had the same thought watching this. I uh, been, like, just thinking how it would work uh, like straightforward, and my initial thought is like, no, no, I don't think there would be any, like, I don't, I just don't. I was like, it'd be really boring. I feel like, but I still don't think so. I think it would be uh, like like what Moose said. I I thought the exact same thing. Is that like you watch this one and then you watch that, it, watch it in linear, linearity, linearly, uh as a kind of supplemental piece. Yeah. Because I think it would be interesting just to see the. I feel like it'd be a lot more depressing if you see it in that order and you know, like, you know, the setup, you know, he like lies to himself and I, but I still think that there would be some merit or like it, you would, I feel like you'd kind of get something else out of it. If you, Mm -hmm. if you saw it in that order, like you would get some, it'd kind of tap into a different area of the. Film, film enjoyer brain than, than <laughs> this one is but but no i don't think it would be the kind of a the classic that it's considered today if it was just a, a straightforward movie yeah. it definitely is in the presentation is why it's so special for sure
2: um. imagine taking tremors and then telling it out of order like this <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would be pretty funny just like a movie just not about like Memory about yeah. just like a normal movie. The normal and yeah. just
1: <laughs> I want to yeah yeah because it's like there's a thing that like you know w- with any movie like any sort of like script right if you go to page sixty that's usually like when either like or not page sixty like the sixty minute mark if you go to like the sixty minute mark that's in the most turn or whatever. yeah like yeah. that's when you see Jaws for the first time right mm-hmm. but I'm picturing like every movie. Done, like black and white <laughs> color, black and white color, and then wherever it meets in the middle is where it fades from black and white to color. Like I, I'm assuming that's like near near the six. No, that, I guess it's more near the end. That's okay. It's not exactly in the middle, but like just Wait, the to fade see, to color. Yeah,
0: that's that, like that's the last. The that's like in the last five minutes. That's is like it. The okay. yeah, it's like the end. Okay,
1: but I just I want to see what movies would look like what sort of unintentional dramatic moment would happen when it switches (laughs) from like black and white to color, but it's just (laughs) like, you know, like Paul Blart mall cop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Give Paul Blart the memento treatment. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Hang on though, because if you were to play based on this chart, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Found Let's that. consult the I, chart. <laughs> if you were I
2: to play, don't know what's going on. <laughs> all of the color sequences back to back in order, without, um, just like by skipping all of the black and white sequences, then I think that transition from black and white to color would happen at the 16-minute mark.
0: Would it? If you if you just okay say that again. If you just played the, if you played all the, the color, color ones and then uh-huh. all the
2: black and white ones.
1: The color ones are sixty minutes.
0: Oh, so or if you if you watched it, so it would
1: linear linear because then TV. you have that's because yeah, then it would switch I was to wondering.
2: No, yeah. so there's so
1: I was right. I don't. Know. There's more
2: color sequences than there are <laughs> black and white sequences, like in terms of right. time. Yeah. yeah. So it would actually be if we played it. So like in, in your on your special edition DVD, it would actually
0: be more like. Hang on, let me check the charts. Twenty minutes in. There's only twenty minutes of the black and white stuff. Twenty twenty-five. I mean, it definitely felt like there was more colors. That was definitely the primary thing, but mm-hmm. it felt like there was.
1: I think it's because they, they were both like different in lengths. Like the it it, it mm-hmm. felt, it it felt differently paced because some of the color sequences were like a minute and a half, and then it would cut to like black yeah, and white. So I guess it kind of felt true, that yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was. Funnier than I remember in some spots. Yeah, I like the humor. I, I really laughed at the the color sequence when he's it's like a car chase, and he's like running, and he's like, "Okay, what am I doing?" Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I love he's like, that part. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm chasing him. He turns and runs towards him. The guy pulls the gun out and shoots. He's like, no. "Nope, he's chasing me." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I love that question. What would happen if you were in the middle of like? a car chase and a gunfight and you couldn't remember how you got into the car chase or the gunfight. It's
2: hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. There were other moments of humor too. I should have written them down. I can't remember any of them right now.
0: What was the part when, when Sammy Jenks is doing like the test with like the electrical bits and he's like, the doctor's like, it's a, it's for a test or something like that. And he's like, well, test this, you fucking quack. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
1: So there's a really good quote uh, from Christopher Nolan on the Wikipedia article, specifically about the casting of uh, Joey Pants as uh, as Teddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 th- I thought this was really interesting. He says, the most interesting part for me is that audience seemed very unwilling to believe the stuff that Teddy says at the end, and yet why? I think it's because people have spent the entire film looking at Leonard's photograph of Teddy with the caption, don't believe his lies that image really stays in people's heads and they still prefer to trust the image even after we make it very clear that Leonard's visual recollection is completely questionable. It was quite surprising and it wasn't planned. What was always planned was that we don't ever step uh, completely outside Leonard's head and that we keep the audience in the interpretive mode trying to analyze what they want to believe or not. For me, the crux of the movie is that the one guy who might actually be the authority on the truth of what happened is played by Joe Penteliano, who is so (laughs) untrustworthy, especially given the baggage he carries from his other movies. He's already seen by audiences as the character actor who's always unreliable. I find it very frightening, really, the level of uncertainty and malevolence Joe brings to the film. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. both Joe and uh, Carrie Ann Moss, who's Natalie, were both in The Matrix... and And who does joe play he (laughs) plays the guy who betrays the entire crew Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) and this is this is a few years after this movie but joe penteliano uh is in the sopranos and his character is you guessed it i mean every character in that show is pretty much a huge piece of shit but just joe penteliano really brings like he really brings it out of his character and it's like he is such an asshole in that show so it it, it is funny because like I feel like even with the first like Lenny you're like liar this guy lies this guy sucks <laughs> yeah he's he's a scumbag we hate this guy absolutely like, all he has it's like the cadence and I, I feel like the mustache helps I feel like you see that mustache yeah, yeah. and you're like oh, okay yeah I've I've met a guy like this who just butters yeah. your balls all the time and then tries to you know Find a way to squeeze something out of you. Also, they they give him they give him hair, so he
0: looks even more skeezy. He, <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna. I just sent it to the the chat, but I didn't think I'd be referencing Amazon Women on the Moon again in the show so so soon. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Kalia pointed out that the hair makes him just look like his character in that where he's in the skit. <laughs> He's in the skit hair looming, and it's it's basically like Rogaine, game, but it's like <laughs> it's it's like shag carpet.
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't <laughs> even look. Ri- he looks like one of those like. Uh, it's it's not supposed to. I mean, no, I know, really but he looks like to. one of those like uh, like the hairy like you know what I'm talking about like the old it's like the, the old toy. Oh, I
0: think I know what you're talking about with like the little like rubber stretchy. Yeah, yeah, and you can thingies. like make facial yeah. hair
1: in it, and like you shake it, and all falls. Oh,
0: up. those ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. wooly, wooly. Yes, Wooly yeah. Willy Willy. Wooly, yeah, Willy. Yes. that's it. We got yeah.
1: it. Yeah, good teamwork, everyone.
0: <laughs> we should put. We should just put Amazon woman on the moon in the cup, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's come up this many times, I feel like it's <laughs> destiny. <laughs> it's so weird. It's such a weird movie. So I was watching some of it was like a it was like a Sundance little documentary from the time too. So like Christopher Nolan was probably like our age at the time of the filming. It's crazy. He looks so young, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They were talking about some of the techniques they used for the movie, which was really, really cool. So the opening sequence, they shot it normally and then like reverse. I think he called it like a reverse mag, something like that. So like I think they it's like a negative, the negative. I mean, they shot it on film, but it's like they basically ran it through reverse. So it doesn't it's not like an effect. So it doesn't like there's no compromise on the image quality. And how they do it are, are you talking about the like the shot with the polaroid yes okay yeah so they didn't but, like, like they,
0: they they act when they filmed it everybody acted in <laughs> like backwards and had to talk backwards and <laughs> but there was a really
1: cool thing that uh that christopher nolan uh he, he he mentioned so the bullet casing right you see the bullet on the ground and then it like yeah. spins and then it flies up mm-hmm. yeah. so they weren't sure how to get that effect to make it look realistic. And I, I don't know. I just, this makes me appreciate the movie even more because I, I love things in filmmaking where, when you learn that someone did something incredibly simple to get an effect, I just, Mm -hmm. I just love knowing that. And so for that sequence, they Christopher Nolan literally got on the ground and blew the bullet whoa so the bullet is sitting there and he just and it it, (laughs) but then wow but then i think i had they had to reverse it so it's like he blew it to look like reverse they reversed it and then played it normal or something like that so they basically had to run it through three different ways to get the effect but it's just like there was no hollywood you know there's no cgi no special effects literally the director got on the ground and blew the bullet that's
0: that's some ungrateful dead ass <laughs> yeah. like effects like me with the like doing the blood effects or whatever.
1: Just someone off camera with a mouthful of fake blood going. <laughs> yeah, oh, gross.
0: Imagine if he still had to do that for Tenant. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Every every shot fired in that is Christopher Nolan just off screen going. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: It's awoken something in me. Really, I'm just into blowing <laughs> bullets. It's like Popeye whenever he eats spinach and like he gets a gunshot at him and he just yeah the...
0: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just a little a little joking out something that I uh, I couldn't unsee because another one that we watched recently there's a the part where he has his shirt off and Carrie Ann Moss is there they're like kind of she's like looking at his tattoos or whatever and they're looking at the It's it's not the it's not the one that's backwards the like Mm -hmm. raped and murdered your wife it's it's but it's like on his chest right here and she goes like she like she like is like feeling his his chest like this and then she kind of does like this and all I could think of was kung pao the oh oh, your wound oh Oh, it's not healing
1: (laughs) I thought. You know, just speaking of, like, the narrative and, like, the story of the short, because I feel like we've talked a lot about, like, technical stuff. Mm. I, the 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 quick shots of, like, Sammy and, and Leonard's, like, stories kind of overlapping, I, I really appreciated this time. I feel like I've, I, I don't know, I feel like I, I notice it anew every time I watch it. But there's one shot where... He's talking about Sammy after his wife dies, and Sammy's just in, like, a like a mental institution, just sitting in the chair, just kind of looking around. And I think yeah. a, a doctor walks by, and it's like, you blink and you miss it. And as the doctor walks by, it's Leonard sitting in the chair where Sammy was. Oh. And it's like, it's like, hold up. Is it like how much of it is like Sammy's story, how much of it is, is Leonard's story. Mm. And I I really like the like sort of, as it like sort of unravels into this unreliable narrator where it doesn't it doesn't really spoon feed you tell you what what's actually going on. I guess again, you could say that like Teddy tells him the truth for the most part, but he does it in a way where you're just like I don't know. <laughs> so, but I really appreciated um, that shot. So we don't know for
2: sure how his wife died. Is that what you're I, saying? Sort I of. I guess.
0: I guess the the two times I've watched it, I came away with that more or less being fact. Yeah. That I I I kind of take what Joe Joey Pants says as 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 being like the truth. I think it makes the the ending thing. Or, like, the thing that you're, you know, you're looking at that picture, the whole movie, don't believe his lies, don't believe his lies. It, I I don't think it would hold as much, it wouldn't be as impactful if he was lying, you know? Yeah. I think it's better that he's telling the truth. Mm. Um, and that's what
1: ends up getting him killed.
0: Yeah. Or the And, like, driving the whole, everything that happens yeah. before slash after that. <laughs> yeah. <You laughs> <know? laughs> I guess, so I guess going back, like you could almost say, like sympathetic characters, you could almost say that Leonard after that point is a sympathetic character because he doesn't know. Yeah. But like, it it how accountable is he for what yeah. he wrote in that moment, for what he did in that, how, how accountable is the later Leonard's for, yeah, exactly. for what he wrote down It's there? almost
1: like a new, <laughs> it's like a new Leonard every time. Yeah. But it's because it's like, yeah, it's like, I, you feel bad for his plight, and even though he's not going to remember it, he did basically just say, "Oh, well, maybe uh, you know, you're a John G. Who knows what future me is going to remember?" Yeah. yeah, and so, so it's like he he he's like using his illness as like a, all right, fine, we'll see what happens. Like I, I'm going to forget I, this, but future me is going to be all on it.
0: That that was one of my favorite things like rewatching it again that i was like because it's getting really close to the end and i'm like i'm like okay but they still haven't really explained how joe pantaliano had that license that said john gamble or whatever Mm. yeah and then he's just like he's just I'm i'm like how are they gonna explain that that is weird like john g that matches up how is you know and then he just says like so what John G there's a ton of them I'm a John G he just, and then I'm like oh yeah I guess that's yeah I was like I have an uncle that's a John G so yeah, yeah.
1: even uh what Jimmy Jimmy uh Grant or something like that yeah her
0: yeah I caught that too yeah yeah and James because that's another
1: one of the names James yeah. or John G uh I think another yeah. a detail that I I picked up on this viewing and I think because I knew sort of the narrative, I knew that like the way that people kept commenting on his clothes and his car, mm-hmm. knowing who they truly belonged to. The there's there's a scene with uh with Leonard and uh, Natalie in bed, and he is describing like what it was like when his wife like died. He's like you know he's like I woke up and uh you know I I reached on the side of the bed, and it was it was cold because like she was gone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so then he gets up and he goes to the, he goes down the hallway or whatever. And she kind of like reaches over and touches his side of the bed. And I'm like, he's going on about not having his wife there and like reaching the, to the cold side of the bed. He literally killed her boyfriend and Mm. is like wearing his clothes and driving his car. Oh shit. Like the same thing that he's commenting on about his wife. He essentially, you know, say what you will about their relationship. It's like he's a drug dealer and she's kind of like, you know, a mule for him almost. But I would assume yeah. that they were like, you know, they lived together at the very least or like they were in a, a you know, a decent relationship. But it's like, oh, you're describing exactly what you did to her and and Jimmy. So that, that was something I, I picked up on. I don't know if that was, Whoa. you know, yeah. intended to be that way. But I was like, oh, shit. That's clever. That is the word that I
0: would use to describe this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a clever Quiet. movie. That's a clever movie.
1: Before Christopher, Nolan, before Christopher pretty clever. Yeah. <laughs> before his stuff, kind of is. He just—I feel like he just keeps uh, trying to up the ante with cleverness with every movie, and I really appreciate the like small budget, small scale cleverness of this one.
0: Mm-hmm. i do I do too and 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 i don't i don't know if uh I'd, I guess I'd have to think if there's like a moment as clever as the fade to color in this in his <laughs> filmography it, it but, gets me every time but I think that that's kind of what I was saying earlier with him like being able to innovate on the same kind of subject each time mm-hmm. um he does up the ante but he he does it like in my yeah. opinion i think he he not every movie i you haven't know, seen anything past of the interstellar so <laughs> right and those would be the two that i would say i don't like as much uh like Dun- mean dunkirk and tenet um i'm still excited for oppenheimer i still have hope like decent hopes for that yeah,
2: I, uh i'm i'm interested in how that ha- turns out
0: i'm interested in the in the subject matter for sure mm-hmm. um but you know you go from this to, uh, just pre- prestige is, that's kind of, it doesn't, like, m- play with time as much, but it is kind of out of order. Yeah. yeah there's a little bit of, like, jumping around yeah. in time. Um, and then, I guess I wouldn't really count the Batman movies in this, <laughs> but then, like, uh, those are pretty straightforward. But then, like, Inception, like I said, like, Inception is so fucking impressive mm. with, yeah. like, technically and... Again, just like the, he writes such, like with this and Inception and Interstellar, but I guess to a lesser degree. I guess I would say, as far as like in this vein, interst- uh, Inception and this are like his most impressive, as far as like t- the script has to be airtight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can't, it, like th- these have to be movies where it's understandable, where the director's like, no, you say the lines exactly like this, because yeah. if you don't, the whole thing falls apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, yep. like, the editing, the editing, too, the editing in this is, like, so just, it's it's perfect. It's yeah. it's so good.
1: I would even say, like, the final moment, because, like, when I saw Inception for the first time, mm-hmm. it was one of those movies where I, like, I made my family go to the, again, Inception was another movie where I was, like, I need to watch other people experience mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, And I, like, I made my family go see it. And, like, the last shot, of the, yeah, the, the top totem. spinning. Yeah. You've seen Inception, right Moose? Yes. Okay. I feel like, I feel like I feel the same way at the end of Inception that I did with Memento when he's driving yeah. and he's just, and it's the last line is just like, Oh, where was I? Credits. Pfft. Yeah. A good so, little. Yeah. And then like the, the, the spinning top and then the, just the cut to black to credits mm-hmm. is just like, it's, I don't know. It's so good. Cause I feel like even and, Leo is kind of an unreliable narrator a little oh bit yeah, in Inception sure. where it's just like, you know how it really went down between him and his wife. God, I haven't seen mm-hmm. Inception in a long time. I need to watch that again.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I just mean like the, the relationship
0: between the, the color scenes and the black and white scenes in this are, are it, it's kind of, it it makes me think of the relationship between the, the dream layers in Inception, mm. how, you know, like in the, in the top one where they're, they're like in the, they're all in the van, uh, and the guy's being like chased by the police and then he like falls down the hill and, and they explain, it's like, if you pay attention, it's all explained and, and, and the, it's such a brilliant way of, of illustrating it of like, you know, they start the, the van starts flipping over then they say, but when you're in a dream, time is slowed down, like, however much. Mm-hmm. And that's like when the hallway fight happens in mm-hmm. the hotel, which is so fucking cool. It never gets old that hallway fight. And the fa- again, the fact that like that's a practical thing, no yeah. wires, no special effects, right. just still like just an amazing sequence. They just had like, then, like a big ass all-
2: hallway rotating, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Like they yeah. they made the whole set and just rotate. They added on like hydraulics and yeah, just fucking insane.
1: Yeah. Um. From from manually blowing a bullet to creating <laughs> a <laughs> hallway that rotates. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you got you got to give it to him, you know, for being, you know, pretty practical when uh, when he knows that it it's what it's going to count.
0: Mm-hmm. But ju- but just for like nostalgia's sake, Christopher Nolan was like on the edge of the hallway set like blowing it. So <laughs> like pretending <laughs> yes. that he's like I'm making it move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's a different way of manipulating time or messing with time, but it it has the same hand behind it. And you can mm-hmm. feel that like between this and, and his, you know, multi-million dollar movies, like again, complete uh, opposite ends of like the filmmaking spectrum. But, uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Was well, there Still any of the this that didn't work was. for you? Yeah. And, or any of it that, cause I feel like we've, Kind of been praising it the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if there's anything that, like, you know, on a rewatch, you were like, "eh," about.
0: Um, I don't know about "eh." I felt a little. It's something. I. I don't know if I'm. I'm. I guess I'm reaching for major complaints. Like Carrie On Moss's character just was kind of a little. A li- that was the hardest part for me to get why she was relevant. And I get, like, you know, her boyfriend at the end and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: because she, uh, her boyfriend had in his car, the coaster, meet Natalie after. Yeah. And so he yeah. went to Natalie's, he went to see Natalie he, just because the boyfriend had plans to see Natalie. It was a mistake. He's like, yeah,
1: yeah. He's like, oh. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. Because even just, uh, then, she's he's like, she's like oh, well, where did you get that? And he was like, uh, I found it in my coat. And she's like, yeah. Your coat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then maybe, and this is only like another half Z because I did write this down, but I even admitted that like, it is kind of necessary, but like maybe like Joe Pantoliano, like explaining at the end is like a bit too much. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Again, again, it's, this is me kind of like reaching for sure. Like,
2: you complaints. want kind of kind of like a show don't tell kind of thing, or... I
0: guess. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, it it is nice to have that because of how fucking confusing
2: how... the rest of the movie is.
0: Yeah, yeah. so it's it's only like a hat, you know. Like it is a bit of an uh, exposition dump, but See, it's kind of necessary. So
1: that's how I felt about the Prestige when I saw it most recently, okay. mm. with the Christian Bale character who's just like. Ha ha. Wait, have you
0: seen Prestige? I have. Okay. I
1: Yeah, I knew, it yeah, sure. I knew <laughs> moose. I knew moose has seen it. Okay. But that was one where I saw it and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, the Prestige! This movie's great!" And I went to go see it in mm-hmm. theaters. And that ending monologue kind of like killed it a little bit for me.
0: With Michael Caine, or
1: no, 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 no. With after Christian Bale like shoots Hugh Jackman, and then it's like, "Oh, I had a twin brother." The whole, he's like telling he's he's almost just like haha you should see the look on your face even though my wife killed herself and my brother's dead but like haha I got one over on you and then he just I don't know it felt over explaining to me I was I came away kind of cold from that one
0: defending that a little bit I will say that like that is kind of the point is that that's that's their whole game is like, that's true. That is you true. didn't guess my magic trick, bitch. <laughs> Let me explain it to you because you're an idiot and I'm, I'm inv- the winner. <laughs> my life sucks shit,
1: but you're owned. Yeah. especially <laughs>
0: that you you're left with like the worst like of the, I guess, three because it's not even the the dad. It's not even like the nice. Christian no, it Bale. is. It's it's it is the nice
2: one. It is the dad. Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was the asshole. Oh I, no no no! It is it is the. I watched you realize he is the, it is the the one who that's the right of the person because that's his like because they have that like compassion yeah they have that moment near the end and yeah you're right you're right so it is, so it is the nice one at least.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So one thing about this movie, well, about this Wikipedia article in particular that really sure. surprised mm-hmm. me, is that apparently they depicted anterograde amnesia really well. Like oh. That's actually how it works. And um, like there was a case of a dude who um, this was in. Oh, God, I pulled it up. Fuck. Um, I can't find it. But there was a guy who um, had seizures and they removed like parts of his brain. And then afterwards, his, his seizures were. Mostly better, but he didn't he he wasn't able to make new memories and but he huh. was able to like you know concentrate on tasks and like have enough working memory to like do a thing but he didn't wasn't able to but he didn't wasn't able to have short- term memory but he also still had his long-term memories and it's it's um exactly how that worked in that case is how is and uh, is how It worked in the movie. And I think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. And I I really liked um, the instance where, because like the whole thing was like, was Sammy faking it? Was Sammy aware of what was going on at all? Like they were trying to be like, but like we could at least condition him to like, like almost access a different part of his brain to like realize not to grab the electrical Mm -hmm. parts. And then he's like, he's like, Sammy wasn't faking it. But I mean he wasn't like faking his symptoms, but he's basically faking it till he made it. And like I feel like he's not uh Leonard is not too different from Sammy in that way. Where like the whole time, even though Leonard doesn't remember anybody, he knows like, okay, but I know how to like act as a person. So he's like, Yeah. Oh yeah, how's it going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm we must I must I must have told you about my condition then. Like he's still very like, even though he doesn't remember any of it he knows on a baseline level how to do all that. And that's, like, the same thing with Sammy, where he was able to, like, even though he couldn't form new memories, he was still able to, be like, be conversational, you know, for that limited yeah. period of time. Mm. And that's how a I, lot of the, you know, people, like, try to live with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say I, I relate to that, because, like, <laughs> there's times where... That's what small talk is. <laughs> like, that is what small talk is, yeah. Or, like, there's times where I have, like ran into people or like been at things and there'll be people and they will greet me and I'll be like, I don't know who this is, (laughs) (laughs) but I'll do the same thing or like I'll have a conversation with somebody and I'll just kind of like my mind will just kind of wander for a little bit and I'll miss the last thing that they said. And then you, and then you come and then you snap back and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or something like that. Oh, I mean, I mean working in an office, it's, it's, that's a lot of that shit is just like, People walking by is like, Oh, how's it going? Oh, living the dream, like that kind of shit. It's yeah, like the dream. <laughs> yeah, work
0: work is a, a perfect example of like of that. Of of where you, you utilize that uh the latent ability
1: to bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so just gonna go into yeah, yeah. go into work next time and be they be like, Oh hey, how's it going? And I'm like <laughs> Did you rape and Werner, my wife? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man. We got to show Moose the uh, the Derek comedy, uh, the hazy <laughs> memory sketch with, Dar- with Donald Glover. Yeah. Where he's, <laughs> he's sucking a dick, but he doesn't remember what dicks look like, so he has <laughs> tattoos all over his body telling him <laughs> that it's a dick. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I wondered, like, from time to time in this, like, does he wake up? I, I don't know. Like, you get his voiceover narration, and he's like, oh, I'm in a hotel bed. Okay. Uh, check the drawer. Oh, there's something on the check the drawer. So does that mean that he? I I I feel like it is like he you he does have some of those like the Jimmy the the, <laughs> I was called Jimmy Jenkins, <laughs> uh Sammy Sammy Jenkins, like the the those built in like innate like memory things or whatever. Yeah. Because otherwise like it's like he wakes up every morning, and has to remember that his wife died yeah. or why he's not at home or something like that. Or, uh, or like, you know, when he wakes up with Carrie Ann Moss, is he like, Oh my God, I just cheated on my wife. Like, <laughs> why, why did I do that? Or something? Or I, I don't know. Like
2: his, his last is it, memory is his wife dying.
0: Okay. That's right. Or I kn- so I I know thinks. that, or sorry, oh things.
2: right, because she didn't actually die. She died, she, I guess, some some days after the attack.
1: When or I mean, I, I she overdosed on insulin? He got he got hit in the head, and I think he remembers seeing her. No, that's that's his last memory.
0: Is is her in the back? So that's why he thinks that she's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that, he was the Sammy Jenkins character, where like he was she was still alive, but he didn't remember any of it. Right. Yeah. Um. So to him, yeah. That's why he thinks that she was killed by the two guys that like raped and murdered her or whatever. But yeah, so that's his last thing. So then he wakes up and does that mean every day he wakes up and he's like, Oh my God, my wife is dead.
1: I think, I mean, I think he doesn't
0: act like it if that's the case. So I feel like it is like, he does have some built in things like there are, he's like, okay, I already am aware that my wife is dead. Yeah. Uh, and that, or that would mean that like every time, like, cause sometimes he'll lose it like in the middle of conversations or like when he's getting, so like he's talking to somebody uh, or like, you know, the part with Carrie and Moss, like she leaves and then he's just hanging out in her house. That would be, that would be like hell. That would be torture. Yeah. If yeah. like, that would mean that like every time you're flashing back to that, like it just happened. And so I think, uh,
2: I think they address this when he, um, hires the escort to, like, pretend to be his pretend wife.
0: That, yeah, yeah.
2: Did you say that part already and I was just zoned out? No. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I was
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, I'm petting the dog, so. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm leaned over like this. But, um, yeah, because what but... happened there is he hired the person from the escort service to come to his motel room. Mm-hmm. And then put his wife's things around the room and then wait till he's asleep and go slam the door to the bathroom to wake him up. Yeah. And then he wakes up and he gets he like feels the bed and then he's like, honey, it's late. And then he opens the door and it's the prostitute and he's Jeez. like, you should leave now.
1: Yeah, is so, that is that him trying to like, re like trying to form new memories or trying to reminisce or uh, is he, maybe, or is he trying to like, you know, see if there's any details that he missed out on?
2: Maybe it's I just don't know. he
1: wants to feel it again. Sure. Yeah. Because there was that um, scene where he's like burning all of it, and he's like, right. "I must have burned hundreds of bags of your stuff."
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, because he must have gone through. He must have had this idea before. Yeah, it's probably not the first
1: time back he's back done to. that. Yeah. yeah, I see. All the all the all the sex workers are like, "Oh God, Leonard called you. All right, <laughs> <laughs> like he's, the, I mean, he's I'd be like, "Hell yeah, easy money." Yeah. Oh, if the I hair was, the hairbrush esc- guy again. <laughs> <laughs> the hairbrush
0: guy. If I was an escort who like had like I guess worked for him in the past, I would like find him and be like, "Hey, I got this really cool idea."
1: Okay, so here's <laughs> how we're gonna remember your wife.
0: or be like hey you told me that we were gonna do this so we should do it and that's just easy money just do it every yeah 30 minutes (laughs) every 30 minutes
1: (laughs) yeah and i mean you know he even uh you know responds to bert who's like all right you were in this room but you're in this room too and he's like oh so you're double charging me he's like well yeah once i told him about the memory loss he's like well He's like, I appreciate you being so up- so <laughs> honest about ripping yes. me off.
2: <laughs> I like that. that was that's that that was the funny part. I was trying to think of earlier.
1: Yeah, yeah. Bert's, I guess,
0: somewhat of the comedic relief. Yeah. of the movie. Yeah. I love it. Flass from, I can only think of his part from whenever I see that guy in anything. I think of him asking the other cop if he that he doesn't like falafel in Batman Begins. I don't know why. <laughs> that's where my brain always goes. <laughs> what you don't like falafel?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: another, another line. Uh, I think I'm, I'm good to move to, to scores after this. If you guys are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the line that, uh, really like got the, may, maybe like the, like the biggest emotional reaction out of me was when he was like, he was saying, how can I learn to heal if I can't feel time? And I was like, that mm. would be the worst fucking aspect of that to me. Mm. That, that that sounds awful i r- i really felt felt that <laughs> yeah because it it's like like even just i've had it like once or twice it's happened to me very rarely but it has happened to me in my life where like i'll like i was like sick and i woke up like way late in the day or like just i take a nap at a weird time and i wake up and there is like there is like a few minutes where I have no idea what time of day it is yeah, mm-hmm. or, or like I mean, what time how of much year time. it is maybe. Yeah. And, oh man, I hate it so much. It's, it, yeah. I don't know what, I've had I don't experience. know what that feeling is, but it's like, it feels so awful for, for like how little of a thing it is. It's just like, oh, I just didn't know what time it was. I don't know what time it is half the time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's just a, it's a different kind of not knowing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It's almost like he's in, like, a weird, like, purgatory. Yeah, he's, I mean,
1: honestly, constantly reliving, having, like, those same emotions in him all the time, like, unable yeah. to really move past it ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, since it's so fresh for him, it, yeah. it it would be hard to push past that revenge if it is just right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even when, uh, when Teddy is, like, yeah, you killed him a year ago and I thought yeah. you would have remembered, but you didn't. Uh uh-huh. mm.
0: Yeah. Because then yeah. that makes it like, there. there's often the, the, a, a lot of, like questions in like revenge movies of like, you know, is, you know, what do you get out of it? So what if you kill him? Like it doesn't bring, you know, it won't bring your wife back or it won't do this. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're just like trading a bad thing for another bad thing. It's even like less of, a thing for him because he doesn't remember it. Mm-hmm. It like, it is so incredibly consequential eh, to, to him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess for the justice system, it would be good if the guy got, you know, at least imprisoned, <laughs> but <laughs> that obviously wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, I can start us, I guess. Okay. I okay. Maybe it's my turn. Um. Yeah. A uh, lot of, a lot of praise, a lot of love for this movie. Um. I, like I said, I th- I think the script is ultra tight. I think the editing is magnifique. Uh I also love uh Guy Pierce's voiceover. Um I like the noir aspect that brings to it. It's another element to a lesser extent than the script and the and the editing, but I feel like if you had like bad voiceover, bad narration, that could have like hurt this movie more. Yeah, no major complaints, but I'm not giving it a ten. I'm giving it a nine. Um, it's a yeah. It's a fantastic movie from a fantastic director. I mean, we we spoiled the shit out of it, so hopefully you have seen it. <laughs> but but I think it is like it is. You know, it is worth the the hype. I think like it it is. It's a it's a really really neat neat little thing. It's clever. It's a clever movie. Clever movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a nine for me.
1: I am giving it a ten. I love this movie maybe my favorite nolan i still need to see his other stuff but i don't know if it'll unseat it the it, it feels i mean even though it's from like 2000 yeah 2000 it feels 2000 yeah. super fresh like i don't know there's something about that time period of like like the mid to late 90s early 2000s of like these non-linear crime noir movies hmm. i feel like or these like non-linear crime noir unreliable narrator movies like like this, like Fight Club, like uh like pulp fiction, like Tarantino stuff that it's just like I don't know, it's like a it's like a, a period of time that we'll never get back. I don't know. This is I don't know, it, it's great. I all the characters are fantastic, the cinematography is great, and like the the twist from black and white to color is incredible. If you if if you're listening to this and you have a friend who hasn't seen it, go to their house and watch it with them. And then and then tell me how their reaction was so I can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can live vicariously <laughs> through you guys. But uh, yeah, incredible. I I love this movie.
2: Yeah, um, this movie was mind blowing. It was incredible. Um, I I love the f- like. I'm looking at this chart right now, and it's just like, <laughs> like it's blowing my fucking mind. Looking at this chart. <laughs> realizing like I bet, you know, Christopher Nolan probably has a chart like this that he made himself to make sure that he can understand his own his own movie. And TJ said it earlier, like the script has to be so tight to to make this work. And it is and it does. And it 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 sets out to do something really ambitious with the um nonlinear storytelling in the way that it does and, and like constrains itself to do it that way. And it works perfectly. You know, like I, I am shocked at how well it turned out because I'm, I was, I'm prepared to like forgive some inconsistencies, but there aren't really any to, to, to be forgiven, you know? And, and that's why, in my opinion, this is a masterpiece. This is a 10 out of 10.
0: Nice. Nice. Nice, hell yeah! And I the, feel like this is like the
1: same <laughs> breakdown that we had for for uh, uh, the Kung Pao.
2: No, I gave it a seven. I gave the, it Or seven. maybe it was
1: was it Tremors? Was it like two tens and a nine? I I forget. Two nines and a ten. Oh, okay. well,
0: we've had some had some good movies the past few weeks. Yeah, I, I, yeah. it always makes me worry for the for the drop off. Not counting dud movies, but you know, yeah, that were, <laughs> those like <laughs> those middling good cup movies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the last few have been pretty good. What is, what do you consider to be the twist of this movie if there's like a moment that's a
1: twist? I meant to ask that earlier. Okay, I I think twist is not the right word. I was trying to I was trying to draw the two between M Night Shyamalan and Nolan. You're not the No, people usually
0: say like I usually hear that about this movie. And rewatching it again, I was like waiting for like a singular moment, but it is kind of just the whole climax. It's just a more like a revelation, I guess.
1: Yeah. than a twist. Yeah, cuz I think I y- you pick up on the color stuff. You're like, yeah, okay, we're seeing the scenes in reverse. Mm-hmm. But I think for a for a time the black and white stuff, you're not you're not you're kind of out of place. Like he's wearing different clothing. You you're not entirely sure like w- when it takes place. But I think once then you realize, oh, we're coming from the other direction. I would say it is that moment when it fades because like it's it's the merging of the two timelines essentially. Okay. So I guess that would be it.
0: I I would think
1: more like twist, but you know,
0: I would think more like when he writes that Teddy is a liar that I think that's, that would be it for me when you, that or just hearing from Teddy. Like I, I think the, the, the twist or revelation is that it wasn't Teddy. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was giving himself a purpose or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I could see Ben the color thing too. I mean, that's the color thing is like the the biggest like whoa right. moment for sure, but yeah.
2: For me, the the twist is finding out that um his wife was already dead. Or, no, no, hmm. or that he killed his wife with the insulin or whatever. That he was oh. Sammy, more or less. Yeah. Um huh. That's that's the part that really, that really stuck out to me as being a, uh, whoa, this movie's different now because of this twist, kind of moment. Yeah.
0: Cool. I I like that we all have we all have different moments. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and and all are like, like all make sense as choices. That's that's cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nifty. Nifty. Yeah, and, and, and in a sense, every scene is a twist.
0: Yeah, kind of. Because everyone, yeah, that that is kind of a way to think about it. Because everyone, you're like trying to think, oh, how did he end up here? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, how do you end up here? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. I saw a movie in the theater. This is the third episode in a row. I just want to say, I th- I feel very good about myself, or very mm-hmm. bad. I don't know if this is a positive or a negative. But this is the third week in a row. Where I'm bringing in a movie that I saw in the theaters, Whoa. like a new movie yeah. in the theaters.
1: Yeah. Kind of hard to find a reason to go to theaters these
0: days. Yeah, I I did look at because I was interested. I was like, oh, that yeah, that's I've I I was looking to see if I'd have another movie for next week, but now nah, I think I saw nah. everything. I'm, I'm interested in for now. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much else for the time being. Uh, yeah, I watched the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh. Um, the last James Gunn one, the last it's, I'm sure, sh- I'm sure Marvel going to try continuing it in some fashion because it's like the last thing that they have that people love yeah. <laughs> everything pre end game that they're, you know, still trying to hold on to. Cause I heard, I think Tom Holland is officially out as Spider-Man. So they're going to have to restart that I'm sure, but they're, they're kind of having to reboot, refigure out what they're doing with all these new characters. Wait, uh, wait, wait.
2: What do you mean by out?
0: Not of the closet he's out as spider man he's not he's apparently not playing spider man anymore oh like, he's he's done with that like he finished which is his cool with me you know what I think no way home good that I'm totally cool with that being the end for his spider man that was a yeah kinda open ended but I think a really solid way to end his character they're not they're um, not
2: gonna try to bring back another spider man in the same
0: m c u are they I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, because Andrew I Garfield's like, he's semi-retired from acting or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I th- I think it's like he's kind of taking a break, sort of. I don't know if he's like officially...
1: And Toby Maguire's like 50-something now, gotta be, right? I don't think he's quite, he's that old, but he's probably like mid, I'd say he's like he's 40, 46,
0: that's my guess. He's 47. God
1: damn it.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, but since they did do like the whole multiverse thing, they probably could be like, oh... Oh this other young Spider-Man that looks different we <laughs> he's from a different universe so they could probably pull some shit like that now if they if they really want to I'm sure or maybe do Miles Morales I don't know but anyways Guardians of the Galaxy it's more or less the the finale uh it's it's is James Gunn's intended finale it's it's the mm-hmm. end of the group as it as it was um and I fucking loved it um I I have a I have a different kind of relationship with The Guardians than I think most people because uh I did not like the first movie at all. I thought really? it was incredibly dull and uninteresting. I just it's kinda like a nothing movie for me. And then I watched the second one before end game. Or sorry, before Infinity War. We we like rewatched all the Marvel movies and it was the first I like had no plans on seeing any other Guardians movie because of just how little I cared about the first one saw the second one loved it one of my favorite MCU movies and then I appreciated their inclusion in Infinity War and Endgame and then they come back for uh the third one and I loved it it was probably even better than the second one um I'll have to see it again but yeah it uh it, I gotta say, I cried three separate times and I don't know the last time that has happened to me in a movie. And some sure, horrifically
1: depressing documentary and also Guardians 3. Probably,
0: actually that probably is right. Probably like the last David Attenborough documentary that I watched is the last one that made me cry multiple times. And, and I will say it is kind of a softball for this because some of it is due to animal abuse. Um, because there is, as an experienced moviegoer, I have seen much worse things, much more, like, horrific things in movies. Like Barking Dogs Never Bite when he throws the dog off the building? Uh, no, I mean, I would say what's depicted? Uh, no, it's worse than this. Worse than Mm -hmm. Barking Dogs, for sure. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not real. It's not real animals, I guess. It's CGI. Uh. (laughs) But, uh... They've got, like, Rez, like raccoons whereas in and Park, he mo-cap never suits. Bite, He
2: threw it... He actually killed <laughs> <threw laughs> a,
0: a dog. Yeah, if they actually killed a, bar- a dog in that, I would, yeah, I would probably put that in a different... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A different realm. Very much like Suicide Squad, obviously, because Suicide Squad feels a lot like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, They are kind of, like, these sort of misfit characters who aren't, like, all, like, the most uh, moral of people, but... He's got, he's got this particular way of writing for, for misfits that God damn, you just, you've, you feel so, I, I don't know the word. It's, it's this, it's this, he creates this sense of empathy for these disparate kind of outcasts. Yeah. Um, and I'll say when you get to the end, it's without spoiling too much, it's more or less a happy ending sure um it's a mostly happy ending it's almost like too cheesy to an extent like i'll give it i'll give a more precise example like there's a scene in the movie where you know the thing in the movies is he has the the music chris pratt always he has his yeah, music right. that he always listens to and that's like the music that plays for the movie and there's a part where he plays uh where it's kind of built like leading into this fight scene and he mm-hmm. plays No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the Beastie Boys.
1: Okay. And
0: that's one of those songs that, like, as a Beastie Boys fan, it's one of the ones I'm least interested in to hear in a movie. Because it's, it's like, the song that you all... It's, like, that or, yeah. like, Fight for Your Right that you yeah. always hear yep. and stuff. And I was, like, Ugh. it's it's <laughs> almost akin to, like uh like, you know, Back in Black in Iron Man. Except I can actually listen to No Sleep Till Brooklyn because I do like the band yeah 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 not acdc so it's better than that but he just commits so hard to the bit and it it pays off i was like i have never been this pumped to see to hear like no sleep till brooklyn like backing a scene in a movie as i have in this it just (laughs) it the the emotional build up to everything and the emotional payoff is so great in this movie and this being the finale you get to like the ending and it's like it's the you know like I said mostly happy ending, and it ends with a montage of this of a song. I'll I'll say it's it's a it's "Dog Days Are Over" by Florence and the Machine, which mm-hmm. is also a song that was everywhere when it came out. It was always like oh the happy song, everyone's happy. I was like it's the ending, you know, it's the resolution. You get the ending montage. And it's like, oh, now they're they're like dancing to this Florence and the Machine song. But again, it's like you you just went through all this with them. You're just it's like you know what? Fuck yeah, you guys be happy. You dance. I love these guys. <laughs> <clears throat> like it, yeah. It's 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 a very like cathartic experience. Like wrapping these guys' story up. I yeah. I love the way that he writes characters. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what what exactly it is about it, but he just he has this. This niche that just works, I think. And it's also nice because, like, you... I, I can't fully say this because, like, you kind of do need to see... I mean, just, just read a, a fill-in article. But there is some important stuff that happens in Infinity War that impacts this one. But other than that, there's, like, there's no tie-ins to... You know, you don't mm-hmm. see Thor in this one. You don't see any other MCU characters. Hmm. It, it just kind of feels like a sci-fi movie. It's not even like a marvel really. Yeah, movie, that's very really. appealing it's to just, me. <laughs> it's it's just its own they can kind of be their own thing while also being like yes this thing did happen in Infinity War right. that we need to address and everything. And and it's funny because I think that is like that's James Gunn's whole like he is not a fan of like having to tie in because I was watching this uh this little interview <laughs> with him and Chris Pratt and it was it was so funny. He's like, uh, they were talking about. Oh, they're asking him to name all the Infinity Stones, and he's like, I wrote that scene in about an hour and a half. It just like came up with what the Infinity
2: Stones were. <laughs> this is everything's based on that. <laughs> they're like, you know, oh, we're thinking about the Power Stones. I'm like, oh, that's cool. have the Collector of
1: Power Stones, and I just made up this bullshit. That's what, that's what it is. <laughs> anyway, um, and that's how the Marvels <laughs> like, you know, came together. <laughs> I think that's the approach you have to have, where like you care more about characters and like in that story than like how do I tie this into other existing intellectual property? Like, if because like, they, yeah, they're
0: like forced, they like force their the creators oh, hands yeah. on that sometimes, and that's why like Edgar Wright didn't do Ant Man. Yep. Yep. Because probably because of shit like that. Which sucks. Probably because they were like, "No, we want him. We want Falcon to be in this. Everyone loves Falcon." (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Like everything that uh, like the boys makes fun of, and like with Vought and like the the Vought International like superhero movies. Mm -hmm. That's like exactly how Marvel actually is. Mm -hmm. With like, you have to have these corporate tie-ins.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a total like fuck the MCU guy, but I am like, I do think that these movies would be. Hurt if they were forced to, you know, yeah, do that. Yeah. If they were forced to like include that stuff for sure. I would say whether or not you like, like, if you're a comic book fan, I think these kind of stand apart, in my opinion. Despite I love my, the
1: Suicide Squad. Like, I'm yeah. not a fan. I'm not like a DC universe. Like, oh yeah, I recognize this character from this comic. But like, also the works suicide on its squad. own. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That movie was so funny and yeah. so enjoyable and it you could have it. they could have been completely made up superheroes could have been completely made up superheroes that have no existing comics or IP at all and it still would have worked
0: because they more or less were like they they felt like they were made up for like joke characters the polka
1: dot guy yeah
0: (laughs) or uh, Nathan Fillion is the the detachable kid do you remember him his like arms came off and
1: yes yes
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, he's he's in Guardians 3, too. There's a lot of uh, Suicide Squad cameos because uh, oh, the Rat that. Catcher's in it, too. Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh,
1: James Gunn's brother, right? No, no, no. That's Weasel. Rat Catcher is the girl. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you oh. now. God, I wish Weasel was in more stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, technically, yeah, Sean Gunn is in it, too. He's in yeah. all of them. But, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, well, despite your feelings on the MCU, I just check out, even despite in spite of my uh, feelings about the first one, check out the Guardians movies. Read a synopsis of Infinity War and Endgame so you can get that filler in between two and three because mm-hmm. it, is, it is important. It's a pretty big th- thing. But as yeah. long as you get that, as long as you know, the thi- you know what I'm talking about, Moose. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them dies in Infinity War. I'll just say that. And then they're kind of back by the end of Endgame. The fact that they did have to deal with that, with a character dying and then coming back, but they they loop it into, like, the themes and the character, like, the arc of one of the characters so well. It's so impressive how they how they manage that in the story. Uh, yeah, I I absolutely loved it. Um, it's like. I say it's like top 3 MCU probably. My really? other ones are very like uh, the ones that I like are very, are not for you know it's not just like I love the Avengers and da 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 like my the one that I always say is my favorite is Iron Man 3. And it's, you know, it's because I love Tony's journey in that. I love his like cuz it's all about like his PTSD or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. I I love the I love when they do little character studies in in Marvel movies, it's it's so much more interesting to me when they when like the the people behind it take it seriously. And You know what? It's probably also helps because it's like directors that I like their other work. This is this is James Gunn, uh, and Shane Black did Iron Man three. And yeah, Shane, and Shane Black's a director who I like his other stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, guys with like the voices
1: behind him. You know, it's it's really funny how like almost inversely, like you like Shane Black outside of the MCU. So you're like, oh, yeah, his MCU movies are good. Almost complete opposite spectrum. I am, like, so sick of the Russo brothers. I don't know. It just seems like every, like, they're, like, doing, like, AI shit or whatever. Just, like... They're, like, producing a... Yeah. It's just, like, these are guys that have done, like, probably some of my favorite episodes of, like, Community and, like, Arrested Development and all these great comedies that are, like, foundational on my sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, now they're just the Marvel guys and like they, what was it? Like the kind gray of. man, like all these yeah. other, just like very by the numbers schlocky, the game. <laughs> <gay man>. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: That's a thriller. <laughs> <laughs> it's being hunted by the gay man. <laughs>
2: Jesus. But it's like, I
1: don't know. In my mind, like the reputation of the Russo brothers is kind of in the, in the pits a little bit. Cause it they, seems like that's all they do now. They sh- it, it would have been they would have had just such a nice clean
0: track record if they'd have just retired after Endgame. Yeah. yeah, you had Infinity War, you had uh, or sorry, you had uh, a yeah. development, you had Community, and then I mean, in my opinion, they did do some of the the better. I liked MCU Civil War. Movies. I liked Civil War. I remember seeing that one at theaters. I enjoyed Civil War. S- hmm. Civil War, and they did the Winter Soldier too, which yeah. is more like an espionage thriller. Than, yeah, you know, uh, it's like a different kind of take. And then yeah, like. I think, I think infinity war is awesome too for like what it is. It's, it's a really great, you know, I think, I think they handled that being like kind of the centerpiece, the, the big finale. They did it as well as you could really. So I think they had a really good, uh, four MCU movies, but yeah, now they are trying to kind of like go that route as like action thriller directors. And I don't think any other stuff post that has really succeeded. So they should mm-hmm. just be like, it's not like, you know, they probably made a good amount of money off of like the the best-selling movie of all time. So, they could yeah, probably, probably just call it.
1: <laughs> yeah, go back go back to your roots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do wacky comedies. Okay, holy shit. We are on one episode away. Yeah.
2: From
0: the 100 triple 100. digits. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to make this a regular thing for our 50-mark 50, 50 episodes, movies. but we're doing another triple. I mean, we did it We did it elsewhere, else, elsewhere too, because we did, like, the Matrix trilogy, too. That's true. That is true. So yeah. It's not unheard of that we've done it. But, yeah, we are doing another uh, sort of trilogy, not in the sense of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean being a direct trilogy, but it's more sort of a, a thematic trilogy, I guess. It is a dud week, so taking that into account, taking into account it being kind of a, you know, a um, um, uh, 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 what's the word I'm thinking of A it is a special episode I don't know for lack of a, a monumental word, occasion to yeah um, we are gonna do some some classics of the dog shit genre <laughs> um, I need to make sure I get them all in order here we are doing a trilogy of Ed Wood movies Two of them directed by Edward, the first of which being Glenn or Glenda from 1953, the second of which uh, being Plan 9 from Outer Space from 1959. And uh, pairing that, pairing those with uh, a not dud movie, maybe just to give us a little bit of a palate cleanser.
1: <laughs> so it's not
0: just the three. <laughs> three movies of awfulness uh we're going to watch the biopic about edward called edward uh from 1994 and that one is directed by tim burton uh it
1: feels like a like a the room and the disaster artist it's
0: yeah sort of like that yeah
1: sure yep
2: is the disaster artist about the room room. it's a
1: it's a the guy who plays mark wrote a book about his experience making the room and then that got turned into a movie Oh, okay, mm. great. So it looks like both Plan 9 and
0: Glenn or Glenda are on Tubi, Pluto, That's not Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you got some options for that. Uh, the movie Ed Wood uh, is a rental. That, that'll that be on YouTube, Google Play, Amazon Prime. Cool. The other two freebies. So yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled for any of those... Uh, watch them before next week's episode maybe we'll try to do something a little special for the episode too I don't, I don't know what exactly but yeah, we'll, we'll see the, the, yeah the, and they, they come out every Wednesday at 7pm EST on uh, Twitch and YouTube in video form as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and more in audio form we also have uh, social pages on Facebook, Instagram Twitter and TikTok uh, so give us a follow there, if you like. I am, I am a fucking quack, <laughs> DJ, <laughs> aka J Spot Jack Cheese, uh, and with me
1: as always. Oh man, uh, as always, I'm not, I'm not uh John John Grommel. Uh Only my mother calls me that. I'm Teddy. uh nick aka dr funk on twitch and with me as always as always i'm your um
2: sex worker that you hired to to put some things around the motel room (laughs) and wake you up in the middle of the night tommy aka moose (laughs) Uh,
1: hello goodbye Listen to this podcast simultaneously forwards and backwards, and see you you (laughs) see what happens.